0: Hi, I'm Michelle Boyd-Waters with the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast. Summer has definitely arrived here in Oklahoma. It's 100 degrees in the shade, no lie, and no rain in the forecast. So I'm staying inside and working on making new Instagram reels. Check me out at rethinkyourlifestyle.com Instagram to see my latest. I'm also super excited to tell you that we've had several people enroll in the comfort zone course and I'd love for you to join us. If you're struggling to get out of your comfort zone and you're feeling stuck in a career that doesn't appreciate you, sign up for the course and start making plans to take back your life. Enroll at RethinkYourLifestyle.com slash ComfortZoneCourse. Teachers, if you're thinking about transitioning out of the classroom, and particularly if you're wanting to switch to a different industry like starting your own instructional design or virtual assistant business, then you need to listen to this episode. My guest is Sean Hill, a LinkedIn coach who helps professionals like you build your LinkedIn network so you can make the connections you need for your career transition. Sean will share the tips you need to build a LinkedIn profile that would connect with the people who are looking for your services. Will hear his advice after these messages
1: are you ready to take control of your life then you've come to the right place the rethink your lifestyle podcast is here to help entrepreneurs like you start grow and scale the online business you love join host michelle waters as she shares her journey from the classroom to the freedom of being her own boss She'll interview inspiring entrepreneurs and share tips and insights along the way. All right, without any further ado, let's get this show started. Hackers broke into my
0: Facebook account and got both it and my main Instagram accounts disabled, but this has not impacted my business income at all. How? How? If you're running your business entirely on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, Amazon, or any other third-party site, your business is vulnerable. Head over to RethinkYourLifestyle.com slash ProtectYourBusiness to learn how to keep your business up and running even when your social media is down. That's RethinkYourLifestyle.com slash ProtectYourBusiness. Welcome back to Rethink Your Lifestyle. I'm your host, Michelle Boyd-Waters, and I am here today with Sean Hill. He is the LinkedIn coach. Welcome.
2: Thank you, Michelle. It is awesome to be here, and what a privilege. So I'm, I'm very privileged to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you here. Um, I know you reached out on LinkedIn and contacted me and we talked a little bit and I met with you and I realized that you have some important things to say for teachers. Um, But before we get into that, could you kind of tell me a little bit about what you do and how you got to that point?
2: Absolutely. I'll be happy to. Well, one of the ways that I got where I am, I have to uh, owe a great deal of gratitude to Gary V. or many people know him as Gary Vanderchuck. Uh, I've been following him for a lot of years and he's an, um, I guess you could say a business influencer or a thought leader, whatever we tend to call those people. And uh, one of the things that he said about three years ago, was there two platforms that you really need to be on because of their organic reach and for for those that you know may not know organic reach just means that you can post content and it can be seen by a lot of people now most yes. platforms are becoming more pay to play in other words You can't get that organic reach like you used to. You used to be able to post something on Facebook and, you know, the majority of your friends would see it, but now it's more paid ads. And a very select few of your people would see it. Well, Gary was saying at the time that there are two platforms that that's not the case, that you can really get some organic reach on. And one of them was uh, TikTok and the other was LinkedIn. And so I I, I, uh, tried to download TikTok and unfortunately, at the time, my uh, phone was so old and crappy that I couldn't even download it. I could even I could even download the the app, and my wife said, "Well, honey, that's probably a good thing. You don't need to be on there with those kids dancing anyway." I said, "Okay, I, I get it, I get it." But I knew there was one place that I did have a profile, and that was LinkedIn. And so I said, "Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and get on LinkedIn and see what's going on over there." And I'm just the type of person that when I do things, I just go all in with them. So I really started doing the studying and, and things like that. And just as I was studying and improving my own profile and I networking with people like I networked with you, I started noticing some things about their their profiles that could be better. And so I just yeah. simply started reaching out to people. And one thing led to another. And it just became a career. So it's, this is definitely one of those situations where you can create your own future. You can create your own career. You don't have to have a certain amount of education. You don't have to have certain things. If you want it bad enough, you can create your own future.
0: Absolutely. And that's something that I really want teachers to be able to understand that Because, you know, just because you've been teaching for the past 10, 15, 30 years doesn't mean that's the only thing that you can do, or at least not with it just in the, you know, the school context. You can keep teaching, but elsewhere, and we I figure we could talk about that here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talked about how you did the studying, you did the research, you figured out what you enjoyed doing, you saw what other people needed, and you kind of put those two together. Uh, before you got there, though, what kind of led you into getting out of what, what context were you in before you became the LinkedIn coach?
2: Absolutely. Well, I have a large uh, or long, should I say, long history in corporate America. I've been in companies like KPMG, the auditing accounting firm, uh, Sears. Uh, and I just, uh, you know, April of last year, just completed 15 years with at and the communications company. And, wow. and so I had a history in corporate So so uh, LinkedIn was very comfortable for me. Right. So uh, it, it wasn't Instagram. It wasn't TikTok. And so, you know, it was I was very comfortable with, with networking with professional people. So I used what I already knew and what I already yeah. had as my abilities. And then I just expanded upon them. So, yeah, that was very it was, it was a, a very easy transition for me.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that teachers are struggling with is you were able to look at your history and what you did and say, OK, this can transition into being an entrepreneur, into being a coach. And teachers often look at what they do and and think, you know, and they don't see the value in what they do. They don't realize that what they do in the classroom transitions or transfers over to um, entrepreneurship or into other jobs. And so I think that's something that you, it sounds like, would be able or would help teachers do um, in terms of their LinkedIn profile.
2: Well, yeah, the LinkedIn profile and their strategy, right? Because it's two mm-hmm. things you have to have and teachers would appreciate this and understand this and know this, is one you have to have an optimized profile. That's 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 one piece. But you also also have to have a strategy. And so one of the things that I do for teachers is I help them develop that strategy, help them develop that next step. So okay, so how do you transition? from what you know and what you've been doing in the classroom and now do it on a paid service basis. Uh, a lot of teachers can become coaches, right? A lot of teachers, teachers can become consultants, but it's all in how you show up. It's all in your specialty and it's all in how you craft and market yourself. Teachers are no different than, than and I'm not saying this in a negative way, right? But teachers are no different than plumbers, than, than, a lot of other professionals and and when i say that what i mean is that they know how to do one thing very well right but most okay. people don't know how to market themselves well because that's just not their that's not their passion that's not what they do <laughs> they don't market themselves just like i i'm a very i believe i'm a very good marketer but i'm not going to go into a classroom and try to teach a class that's not my strength i could show up and probably uh do 20 minutes of q and a or something like that career day or something like that but to right. teach a class for a whole year or or even a semester would be far beyond what I would be capable, capable of. And so that's the challenge that a lot of teachers find themselves in is, yes, I know how to do this, but how do I make that transition? How do I translate this into a viable business? And that's one of the things I help them with.
0: Absolutely. And it seems to me that, you know, teachers, especially, you know, secondary teachers trying to convince teenagers to you know put Instagram down and read a book or, um, put TikTok down and write an essay or what have you if you can convince teenagers to do these things and do them well and take pride in it then you can you can convince somebody to um, you know, adults to do something as well. You just have to kind of change your mindset and figure out what it is that you're wanting to do. So, um, and also if you're a teacher, you are probably already a life coach. You're already seeing what kids are doing and say, hey, you know, that's probably not a good idea. No, you can't, you know, do a, a backflip off my table. You will break <laughs> your neck, please. <laughs> Make some wiser decisions.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the thing about it is, uh, with being a you know a coach of any business coach, life, life coach, uh, ideally, once you get the client, see, the client is paying you now, right? And so they have a vested interest into following what you say because you're yeah. the expert. They came to you for a reason, right? You don't go to a doctor unless you're sick. Uh, now, mm-hmm. you always do what the doctor tells us. Not always, but uh, <laughs> to the degree that we want to get better, we do. And so I think the challenges that a lot of teachers are having have had, uh, have prepared them to be coaches and consultants because they've had to deal with how to get people to get unstuck, how to get the performance out of people to do their best. And so I think they're already equipped with a lot of the skills that they already need.
0: Absolutely. And, and I know teachers are also equipped with the skills to um, go into, you know, publishing, for example, because they've created lesson plans they've created the materials that students needed they've done all of this and they've now after the pandemic they've put it online so they're able to do that as well they just need to figure out what they can offer um, that people other than kids you know you know adults would want you know depending on what market they need and then of course LinkedIn is a place where they could go to uh, make that happen so you know let's say a teacher does get in on linkedin they're looking for a particular market which i guess is something that they need to realize is that you know they don't have a built-in or kind of a captive audience so to speak like you have in a, a public school they have to figure out who their market is and then reach out to them kind of how does that look on linkedin
2: well, the great thing about LinkedIn, and I think, and I think what you said is so real, and so uh, you know, where what you've already touched on, the majority of people miss. They have what I call the "show up and throw up" uh, uh, strategy. In other <laughs> words, I'm just going to show up on LinkedIn. I'm going to throw up a profile, and the people are just going to come to me. And that just does not work. It just doesn't happen that way. What they have to do is identify. Their ideal clients. And no, everybody is not your ideal client. I promise you. Well, I can market everybody. Everybody needs more of this. That's 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 not going to work. That is not going to work. You have to identify your ideal client and then you have to be the one that reaches out to them with something that's compelling to make them want to get on a call or to uh, make that connection with you. And I think that's where not just teachers, though, that's where a lot of business people fall down. They just they they you know just don't know how to make that connection, and so one of the things that they you have to do is it starts with identifying who's your ideal audience, what are their pain points, and how can you solve those pain points, and how to make connections, right? How to build relationships. So even if I know your uh, pain point, Michelle, it's not me sending you the first connection request or the first message with, hey, I know you're struggling with this, I can help. Hey, let's get on a call and let's see how I can help you. That just does not work. That that's, right. that's just not going to work for them. So yeah, it's all about identifying your ideal client and then, and then building that relationship and then how do you do that. So those are the key.
0: Absolutely. Um, and one of the things that I discovered myself many years ago when I started my first company uh, is that the easiest way to identify your target market or your audience is to be a member of it. So you know, way back when, when I first started my company, I was a work-at-home mom, and um, so I was a part of that community. And then my friends were the people that ended up needing my uh, web hosting and design services. And so because I was right there with them, I was hearing what their pain points were, I was a part of that community, then I was able to serve the community. And so I'm thinking one of the best ways to do that is be a part of the community in which you're wanting to serve, and I, it seems like that LinkedIn might be a good place to do that.
2: That's absolutely correct. When I, I there's a process that I step my clients through on identifying their ideal audience, their target market. The first, the first uh, step of that is start with you, right? Because let me give mm-hmm. an example. Let's say, for instance, my ideal whatever I'm I'm, I'm in my 50s, uh, and let's say, for instance, for whatever whatever reason. I wanted to market to teenagers. Well, if I'm not a teacher, I'm just a business person that I am. I now have to go because I don't spend around time around teenagers. I have to yeah. go. I have to research. Actually, I have to spend time around them. I have to get to know them. I have to get to know their pain points. And so that is such a stretch for me it'd be very difficult but if i say no i'm uh, my ideal artist i'm going to start with 50 year old men and i'm going to help them achieve something now that's easier because guess what i know my pain points i know what i struggle with and not saying that everybody's the same but there are very many there are a lot of similarities between
0: people and you will attract the people that have the same pain points because you will have found the solution to solve that problem
2: Exactly. I always tell people your vibe attracts your tribe, your vibe attracts yeah. your tribe. And so uh, the, the the essence that you give out, your vibe uh, will attract the people that will be attracted to you. And so, yes, it's very important. I always say start with yourself because now you don't have to do the research, you know you. And so that makes it a lot easier for people to get started.
0: Absolutely. So I, you know, I've I figured out who my audience is. I figured out what my pain or their pain point is. I've created a solution. I've got you know this wonderful product or service that I want to sell. Um, and I've got my I set up an account on LinkedIn. What What do I do next?
2: Well, now it's time to start reaching out to people. So, uh, you know, it's time to start reaching out, making those connections, uh, building your community. Right now, it's it's uh limited uh for a hundred connection requests per week which is fine right so if you're doing we'll say we'll say 10 a day that if you do monday through saturday that's still 60 people that you can reach out to and so you start there you reach out to them and you just start building those relationships. You just start having those conversations. Hey, uh, I'd love to, uh, you know, uh, find out more about what it is that you do. See how I can, you know, how we can help each other. And and you just build those relationships one at one person at a time. But you always I always start with I tell people I always start with the other person. So how can I be a blessing to this other person? Why, how can I yeah. you know, help them? Because if it becomes just a all about you and and let me help you, and, and sometimes we get those things confused, right? So sometimes we think the best way we could help somebody is give my product or give my service. Not necessarily. The best way you could help anybody is to understand them, to, to, okay. to talk to them, to build that relationship with them. Because then you're building that know like and trust factor, right? Uh people don't yeah. care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so it's building that up over time, that really makes a difference. So that would be the key. It's not just how many people I can connect with, it's how many people I can connect with and build relationships. I always say to my clients, it's about quality, not quantity. So we're not just trying to collect numbers here. We're actually trying to develop relationships with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking back 100 years ago, metaphorically speaking, <laughs> um, we had forums where Uh, uh, groups of people. I I was part of one forum at one point in time that had 20,000 members. And we would get into, you know, different uh, segments of that forum and we would talk to each other and get to know each other and have conversations. And I know there was a different forum that I was a member of that was dedicated to, you know, work-at-home moms And so we would talk with each other and get to know, like, and trust each other. Um, In terms of my current business, my uh, Rethink ELA, I was part of a Twitter community, actually part of a couple of them where, you know, once a week and then throughout the week we would get together and we would chat and get to know each other that way and recognize who each other was and what our pain points are and what solutions we have and You know, develop those relationships. Is there a way to do that kind of as a group on LinkedIn or is it just about reaching out individually?
2: No, it's very much individual, right? So, groups for the most part on LinkedIn are not very useful. They would seem that they would be, but we have to understand the nature of the platform, right? So, the nature of LinkedIn is for people to come, connect, and leave. Come, connect, and leave. Where Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, People dwell, so they're so the dwell time on those other platforms are much greater. So people aren't going into groups, networking a lot, and then just spending time with each other. It's very much very transactional, and it's not something uh, that I encourage my clients to do. The strength of this platform is if I could get into somebody's mind and have them think of LinkedIn as a networking event, right? So when you go to a networking right. event, yeah, they're a little kind of teachings and off, but the strength of most networking events is meeting those people one-on-one, getting to know that person. And so LinkedIn is very much like that. It's very focused on that one-on-one connection. Groups are a waste of time as far as I'm concerned because there's just not a lot of interaction. What you'll find is a lot of posting, but there's not a lot of engagement. You're much better served to get and develop those relationships one-on-one with those people.
0: OK, well, that was a very valuable insight into how LinkedIn works, because if you it sounds like if you think of LinkedIn like Facebook or TikTok, you're not going to succeed there. You have to think in terms of that one on one transaction.
2: Well, Michelle, I know the uh, person's uh, in trouble with their LinkedIn strategy is when I meet with them one on one and I do a profile review for them. And the first question they ask me is, what should I post on LinkedIn? See. I know that that's, that's, they're, they're, they're in trouble, right? Because here's right. the deal. We can't bring a Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok strategy over to this platform because it just right. won't work. The strength of this platform is in relationships, in networking. The strength of those other platforms is in, is in content in what you post. So you can't, Mix the two. It's like mixing baseball and football. You can't. <laughs> the rules just don't apply. They just don't. it just just don't transition the same. And so, when people open our conversations like that, I have to tell them. I have to, I say, well, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. One because less than five percent of the whole platform even posts. Now, on the surface of it, that sounds magnificent. Oh my gosh! All I have to do is post, and I'm in the top five percent. No. What that means is there are some very smart people on LinkedIn. They figured out that me posting is really not going to get me a lot of of traction. Now, should you post? Yeah. Right. Right. So you should post. But posting, ideally, is to show your thought leadership in areas. Right. It's not necessarily to grab people's attentions so that you can then reach out to them. That's that's other platforms. That's the. So in other platforms, the posting is the bait. It's the hook to get people to engage. So now that you engage, I can reach out to you. On LinkedIn, it doesn't work that way. You can just reach out to them. You don't need to go around the corner. You just simply identify your ideal clients and you reach out to them directly.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's a complete mindset shift because I know you know I'm in Facebook groups and things where they say some of them say no DMs, don't reach out to each other. So you have to kind of turn that mindset off. And switch on to, yes, you are supposed to in LinkedIn.
2: Absolutely. See, and the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. No DMs is true if your DM is going to be a sales pitch. Yeah. If, you, right. if the first right. message you're going to you're going to send somebody is, hey, I got this great product and service, and there's this long paragraph with the link at the end, then no, be, you would be better served not doing that. Now, right. that's, that's just, that's, now, that part is true. But if you are going to connect with people... Right, if you're going to build the relationships with people, the best thing to do is reach out to them. How else can we talk? It, it, it you well, know, it, once again, our mindsets have to shift. This is not like other platforms, this is not like other platforms. If you reach out to somebody on, on, on Instagram almost directly in direct messaging, they'll look at you like you're crazy. It's like, what, <laughs> who is what is what is this person connecting with me for now? But there's a different strategy of that now. That, 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 that's not my wheelhouse, so I'm not even discuss that. I have a my business partner, that uh, is great with uh, with uh, Instagram, Mr. Tommy Durrell, He does that piece. I do LinkedIn, right. and LinkedIn is very much a networking event. And at networking events, you have to talk to people. How else can you get to know them? You have to Absolutely. talk to people.
0: So I'm thinking, like with my with my other business. Um, If I'm looking for podcast guests and I see somebody on LinkedIn who maybe has posted or has something in their profile about the research that they're doing related to English or teaching English, then I could reach out to them and ask them about their research and talk to them about that and then see if they would like to be a guest. Does that sound right?
2: Absolutely. That's the best way to do it. One, we always compliment, right? Hey, I saw your post about, you know, climate change and wow, that was really insightful. Uh, definitely the type of person that I'd like to uh, have as part of my network. I'd love to connect with, you. send that, send yeah. that, you know, connection request. become connected. Hey, I would love to get to know more. I'm really interested in, in some of the things that you're doing. I'd love to get to know more about what you're doing. Uh, could we set up a 15 minute conversation, something like that, you know? And so in that, di- in that time, you're getting to know them. And then you're seeing, right? Because it works both ways, right? Uh, you may see that post and you may think that person's uh, going to be good. And then once you talk to them, it's like, wow, they're just this is just not representative of who I thought they were. Obviously, you wouldn't tell them that, right? But <laughs> you may find that this is not going to be a good fit for you. So that that time spent is just as valuable for, for you as it is for them.
0: Absolutely. So um, one of the things that some teachers and it, i mean teachers you know we're used to getting in front of a group of students and you know we've got our plan and we can talk in front of that group of students but i know at least for me uh being an introvert i i can do that all day long because i you know i've got it all planned out and i know exactly you know how people are going to respond usually sometimes they surprise me but um <laughs> when i am reaching out what in what feels kind of like a cold call um even though you know you've kind of figured out exactly who you're going to reach out and why. Um, I guess what I'm asking for is what advice would you give for an introvert who's kind of looking at this as, in terms of, oh, wow, I'm having to reach out to people that I haven't really met and are maybe kind of mentally freaking out about this.
2: Absolutely. right. very much relax. I would just say relax, right? So we have to think in our mind, these are just people. I'm just yeah. talking to them. They're not going to snatch me through the computer. What are they going to do? right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, you know, what, like, so what, you know, what am I, I just, this is what I coach my clients on. It's like, what are you afraid of? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're just going to track you down by your address and attack you? Oh my God, you sent me a DM. I hope you ever do that again. What? What is like, and I think what happens with people is that we, what I call horrorize things, in other words, we take these imaginations to like the next level and, and, yeah. we, and I, we can't do that, right? We can't do that. These are just normal people. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the truth of it. The majority of people just ignore you. It's, yeah. So it's not this like this rude people that's like, oh, don't contact me anymore. I'm tired of this. So it's not that person. Majority of people will just ignore you. Right. Uh, And so that's kind of like, like even more disconcerting for me is like at least acknowledge me, say something. But uh, no, no, I think we build it up to be more than it is. You're simply. And and, and here's the beautiful part. Right. It's not a networking event in physical realm where you actually having to walk across the room. They see you coming and it's like almost everything is in slow motion. They see me coming. They see the (laughs) hunger look in my eyes like I'm going to pounce on them and get them to buy my latest, greatest thing. So it's not like that. It's just not like that. But as I talk to a lot of clients, especially my introvert clients, they build it up to be that thing. And I'm like, no, you've got to stop building it up to be that thing. That's in your mind that's in your mind. You're creating the monster. You're you're creating the monster under the bed. If you look under the bed, there's no monster. There's no monster other than the one we create in our mind. So we've got to stop doing that.
0: Absolutely. So what would you say is the most important thing? I I mean, you've dropped a lot of information and some paradigm (laughs) shifting knowledge as well. (laughs) So what would you say is the most important thing that a teacher needs to understand or do or what have you to be successful on LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Most important thing is relax, have fun, smile, meet people. There are a lot of great people there. Uh, and, 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 and there's three things that you have to have to have success, right? So you have to have an optimized profile and optimized does not mean updated. We we can go into a lot of that, but this is it'd be way beyond an hour. of of us talking about it, it's not complicated, right? So don't don't overthink, right? But you do need an optimized profile. Uh, Then you have to have a strategy. One of the biggest time wasters for most people is they get onto LinkedIn without any comprehensive strategy and you can't go to YouTube, grab a strategy from YouTube, grab a little piece from Google, grab a little piece from over here and try to put a strategy together. It just does not work. Yeah, it's just, that's, gonna, that's just going to waste your time. The, uh, a teacher's most precious commodity is not money. It's their time. And I've just talked to person after person that has wasted months and years over on LinkedIn with no comprehensive strategy. you got to have a strategy. Uh, one young lady I talked to, she, said, she by the time I had connected with her, she had over 5,000 connections. Now, that on the surface of it, that sounds very positive. It sounds very good. The reason she came to me, she's like, I have all these connections, but I don't have any business. They're not buying. And I had to be honest with her. I said, well, they're not buying because it looks like you don't take your business very seriously. And she was offended. She's like, what do you mean? You know, I didn't mean to offend her, but I was, I said, when, you're, when those people come to your profile because of the way it's set up, it doesn't look very professional. So right. then now you're discounted. I said, you're a wonderful person. I've just talked to you. You're absolutely marvelous and wonderful. This is not a good representative of who you are. And so we've got to change that. Once we change that and you get a strategy, now you have success. Well, she started working with me. Now she's having tremendous success. But she had to have an optimized profile. She had to have a strategy. She had to have somebody outside of her look at it or she would have continued the next, my gosh, three to five years collecting people and not having any business.
0: Wow. So... You have given us a ton of information to, to think about and um, to help us build a, a successful, you know, LinkedIn strategy. So, uh, if somebody's wanting to reach out to you and find out more and maybe have you take a look at their profile, where can we reach you?
2: Oh, I make it so easy. Let me drop one of the nugget for you. Always own your name. Always own yes. your name. And so, my name is Sean E Hill. Of the E stands for excellent, and so I just went to GoDaddy and just checked it out. Saw somebody had that, and thankfully they did. Now, if your name is John Smith, that may be a little bit more difficult, right? Yeah. Uh, you may have to come up with some other wonderfulness, wonderful things about you. Uh, but uh, and so the reason I say that is all you have to do is go to Sean E Hill S H A W N E Hill dot com, and you can get on my calendar. And we can spend some time together. I can uh, do a I do a free LinkedIn profile review, uh, and uh, really provide value to you about your profile and about your strategy. So uh, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Uh, uh, obviously, you can connect with me on LinkedIn if you want to. But if you're serious, only the serious, only deal with the serious, not the curious. Only the serious, <laughs> then get on my calendar. Sean E Hill, S H A W N eHill.com And I love to spend
0: time. With you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending the past 30 minutes with us. With everything else you're doing, learning one more tech platform isn't high up on your list, but to build your new online business platform, learning WordPress is a must. So I've designed a course to help you learn those skills easily as you build the website you've envisioned. Get started today at rethinkyourlifestyle.com slash WordPress skills.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rethink Your Lifestyle podcast, where you learn how to be your own boss. Have questions about starting, growing, or scaling your business? You can ask us anything. Just fill out the form at www.RethinkYourLifestyle.com slash anything, And Michelle will answer your burning entrepreneurial questions in an upcoming episode. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time.